What is up guys, it is Quinn here and this is going to be my last trade target video of the year. Basically after this week, everyone's trade deadline is going to have passed. So this is gonna be the last one. We're gonna be combining the buy lows and the sell highs. Gonna be talking about a pair of buy low options and then also a pair of sell highs. As always, if you guys have any fantasy questions, you can drop them down below. I'll be getting back to every single person. And then just hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you do enjoy the content. But let's just jump right into the buy low options. And I'm gonna start it off here with Justin Fields. Now for Justin Fields, I will truly acknowledge that this is gonna be a trade target for some of the top teams the one seed, the two seed, the three seed. If you feel like you have your playoff spot locked up, maybe even have a buy in the first round of the playoffs, I think Justin Fields can definitely be a top trade target for you. The uh, injury to his shoulder doesn't appear to be as serious as we initially thought. You know, like the early report was day to day, but it could be season ending. At this point, it seems very, very unlikely that this is going to be a season ending injury. I mean, he wasn't even ruled out uh, for week 12 until like Sunday. Like we kind of knew it was going to be a long shot, but he still warmed up was I guess, you know, still a game time decision technically. So this definitely doesn't seem like an injury where he will be at risk of, you know, missing the rest of the season where like that seemed like a potential, you know, outcome just a few days ago. So he has the Packers in week 13 or the Bears do. And then Justin Fields has a week 14 buy. So the reason I say that he is a trade target for some of the top teams is that if you're in a win now mode, I wouldn't be shocked if they also hold them out of the week 13 game. If you have week 13 and then you have a week 14 buy, it's not like they're competing for anything. I like wouldn't be surprised at all if they're like, all right, you know, we'll let you play week 15 and on, but just take the week of rest. Then you have the bye week to get ready and then you'll be ready to go in week 15. So I do feel like that's probably the most likely outcome. So if you do need to win now, right? Like you're not gonna have him potentially for the next two weeks, at least one of the next two weeks if you do need him. So that's why I do think he's more of a trade target, you know, geared towards those top teams, but I would expect him to be back for the fantasy playoffs week 15, 16, 17. I do think he'll pretty much be good to go. Now he does have some tough matchups in week 15 and week 16, honestly, really tough matchups. Eagles and Bills. Now the Eagles, you know, they've been slipping a little bit on defense. We just saw Rodgers and uh, Jordan Love have some success. You know, the defense has been giving up some points recently. Still think it's a very tough matchup. And then the Bills have also been really tough to the quarterback position. And I don't know if this is, you know, me being a little bit naive here, but I kind of feel like uh, matchups matter just a little bit less to these super mobile quarterbacks because, you know, the Eagles and Bills could shut him down as a passer. He could throw for, you know, just over 100 yards, but are they going to stop him from rushing for 60, 70, 80 yards and a touchdown? It's possible, but I do just think like these teams can lock him down in a real life NFL perspective, but that doesn't mean Fields can, you know, still not give you 20, 21, 22 points, even in a game where he doesn't play super well as a real life NFL quarterback. And then you look at his championship matchup going up against the Lions, that could really be like a league winning performance from Justin Fields. See one of those, you know, 30 plus point performances where he just runs all over the place. So, you know, I am going to be a little bit less concerned about those playoff matchups than, you know, probably the ordinary fantasy player. But I think this is a good opportunity where if you have a player like a Dak Prescott, a Geno Smith, maybe even a Joe Burrow who has a really tough playoff schedule. If you feel like you're locked into the playoffs, you want to take a big swing, potentially, you know, increase the ceiling of your team. 
I think you could go out, trade for Justin Fields. And honestly, like if you're giving up a Burrow or maybe even a Prescott, you may be able to get a minor upgrade on top of it. So I do like Justin Fields as a trade target here, kind of buy into the uncertainty, take a swing and, you know, bring in a high upside player who can truly like break the quarterback position for fantasy. Now, the second and uh, final buy low is going to be Jeff Wilson. So if you guys have been following the channel, you know that uh, since Jeff Wilson has joined this Dolphins team, I've been tracking the usage. I've been very, very interested in him, you know, basically dating back to his first game with the team where he was in like a 50-50 split uh, with Raheem Mostert basically from the jump. So Wilson actually did score a touchdown in this game, 13 carries, 39 yards, three targets, one reception, 13 yards. So he gets into the end zone, but only puts up like 12.2 PPR points. And I do feel like this is kind of an underwhelming performance because it looked like Jeff Wilson was lined up for a massive game. We found out later in the week that Raheem Mostert would not be playing here. So, you know, you had some competition there. Now it just looks like Jeff Wilson is going to be the full-on workhorse. The Texans allow the most fantasy points per game to the running back position. So basically just like a perfect storm for Jeff Wilson to go out and give you like a 20 plus, you know, point fantasy performance. It definitely didn't play out that way. The Dolphins were up so much, you know, so early on that the uh, starters basically only played the first three quarters. Like they basically just, you know, pulled Tua Uh, pulled Jeff Wilson and kind of just swapped in Miles Gaskin to take those garbage time opportunities. So Jeff Wilson didn't even really get to benefit from the like garbage time stat padding carries, which is why the Texans, you know, give up a ton of those opportunities. Now it is true that just straight up the run defense is bad, but in a lot of these game scripts, they're down offenses are able to run the ball a ton, which is going to help the fantasy running backs late in the game. So we didn't benefit from that. The way I'm looking at this backfield, I feel very confident that Jeff Wilson has already separated himself from Raheem Mostert. I think he's going to be the locked in running back one moving forward. And if Mostert is dealing with this knee injury, it could linger. And, you know, I like Jeff Wilson with Raheem Mostert in the lineup. But if Mostert is out, I think that obviously is going to give Jeff Wilson a nice bump here. So I truly think Jeff Wilson is going to be a high end running back two moving forward. I think at this point, In competitive leagues, he's probably viewed as like a mid-tier running back two. I'd say in more casual leagues, he's probably viewed as like a back-end running back two, maybe even high-end running back three. I do think Jeff Wilson is someone who can give you really strong production down the stretch. It's always tough to trade for these really productive running backs. I think Jeff Wilson is one of these guys where you're likely going to be able to get him a lot cheaper than what his production will be rest of season. This is an offense you want to be connected to. He's going to have touchdown opportunities. He's getting involved as a pass catcher, which is something that you know we didn't see a ton with the 49ers. So I do really like Jeff Wilson as a top trade target. And I think it's someone who you know, will likely be up for grabs potentially, not necessarily, you know, lighten up the stat sheet this past week when he was lined up to have a monster game. Now, moving over to my two sell high players, going to start it off here with Miles Sanders, and he is coming off of a monster game on Sunday Night Football. I always think there's an opportunity to potentially sell high or buy low on these players who are coming off the primetime games. For some random like 12 o'clock game, maybe 15, 20% of the fantasy football audience is actually keeping track of that game. But on Sunday Night Football, you've got everyone locked in, everyone's watching this one specific game, and everyone is watching Miles Sanders just carve up the Packers. 21 carries, 143 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. I think this is the perfect opportunity to flip Miles Sanders here. He's kind of fallen into this role where he has very strong rushing volume. 
He's going to be very efficient on this Eagles offense, but his receiving work has been very limited. And he's also kind of in this complex goal line situation where it's not like they get down on the one yard line and you're ready for a Miles Sanders carry. You know, this is a spot where you have Jalen Hurts very involved on the goal line, you know, in terms of uh, rushing touchdowns. You have Kenneth Gainwell, who sometimes gets uh, swapped in there and has kind of been a nuisance to Miles Sanders in terms of the touchdown department. So I just think Miles Sanders is in the spot where he'll be a solid mid-tier running back to rest of season. You're going to have those games where he gets 80 yards on the ground and a touchdown, gives you 15, 16 fantasy points. But you also have to prepare yourself for those games where he rushes for 50 yards, doesn't get into the end zone and gives you, you know, six, seven points on, you know, a catch or two. So I think with Miles Sanders here, this is a situation where I would look to potentially pivot to a James Conner, an Aaron Jones, a Jeff Wilson. Now I will say James Conner and Aaron Jones, those are probably going to be tougher sells. Maybe you could swing a James Conner. You know, he had a rough start to the season, just kind of broken out as of late. Aaron Jones has been up and down. That one's probably going to be a tough sell. But I do think Jeff Wilson, it lines up really well with this video with Sanders being a sell high and uh, Jeff Wilson being a buy low. And I think just in terms of like perception of value, you may be able to get a minor upgrade somewhere else, a slight wide receiver upgrade, slight quarterback, slight tight end upgrade on top of that deal. So I do think Miles Sanders owners, I'd be looking out for Jeff Wilson as a potential you know trade asset. And then the uh, final player in this video, gonna be talking about Adam Thielen as a sell high. So he's coming off of his best game of the season, 21.1 PPR points, 10 targets, nine receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. I'd say as a whole, Adam Thielen has been pretty underwhelming on the season, only averaging 11.8 points per game. He's someone where it's like every week, he's just kind of slotted in as a fringe start. You never feel great about actually throwing him into your lineup. He hasn't really had much of a ceiling, and it's kind of to be expected. You know, he's getting up there in age. The production has definitely, you know, been on a decline. I just don't really see much changing here for Adam Thielen. He may have one more of these big games, but it's probably just going to be spent, you know, sitting on your bench as like some sort of, you know, bench filler here. I think he has the name value attached to him where he's probably going to be valued just a little bit higher than what he's actually given you this season. And I'm just going to throw out some names of players I'd be looking to swap. A guy like Jacoby Myers, who's coming off of a down game and has kind of just been disrespected, even though his production has been really strong. Garrett Wilson, that might be tough after his big breakout here, but worth a shot. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones coming off of a down game is a trade that you can definitely get done with Deshaun Watson coming in. I think DPJ can definitely be a top 24 guy, you know, potential upside there rest of season. And then even a guy like Traylon Burks, you know, a rookie breaking out. These are all players I would rather have over Adam Thielen. Now, I'm not even super confident that all of these guys are locks to, you know, put up more points per game rest of season. But in terms of actually being viable in your lineup as starts, right, like your wide receiver four and five can be fine. But, you know, the points on the bench aren't really giving you anything unless you actually trust them in your lineups. So a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones, he may fall flat on his face, but it's also possible he hits that upside with Deshaun Watson. Same thing with Traylon Burks. Maybe end up not trusting him, but it's also possible he is an ascending rookie wide receiver and will have a very hot start to the season. So Adam Thielen, definitely not like a massive fantasy contributor, but someone who I do think, you know, is in play for a decent sell high window here. So those are the four players. We've got a two by lows with Justin Fields and Jeff Wilson, 
two sell highs with Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen. As always, if you did enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Go check out the waiver wire video that was posted this morning. Top waiver wire targets at every position. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.